0: Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today, I want to speak about a moment in the lives of the disciples where everything centered around their nets. This is early on in their discipleship journey. They're still fishermen, and this moment really centers around nets. And so we're just going to call today nets. For a fisherman, there are probably two things in this world that you want to take care of and use well. And there are two things that will define how productive your weak will be your how successful you are and these two things really are your boat and your net let me ask you just real quick in order to set this up what in your life determines your level of effectiveness and how should we relate to that thing how do you relate to your net great question if you are new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. To all those who tune in week in and week out, welcome back. As far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of it is just to spend some time, maybe over a coffee, maybe in your car, in traffic, or while you're at gym. Let's just spend 15, 20 minutes together speaking about something that may help us become more like Jesus. As I mentioned, today we are uh, dealing with the disciples. I want to read a a passage from the Gospel of Luke. It's a few verses altogether, and let's uh, get into it. On one occasion, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 1, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him, Jesus, to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little lot from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boats. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. He sees some boats that have been docked, and then he looks for their owners, and they are diligently cleaning the nets on one side. That's what everyone would have seen on the surface. Everyone would have seen docked boats and cleaning fishermen. But this is Jesus. Jesus looks at the situation, and and he looks at your situation and my situation, and he sees so much more than just what's happening on the surface. You see, the men had docked their boats because at this point, they'd given up. They'd given up on fishing for the night. They were done. They were cleaning nets that we read had caught no fish. Can I ask real quick, why do nets that have caught no fish need cleaning? Well, the reality is when you drag a net through water hoping to pull up a catch of fish, sometimes what you end up bringing to shore is weeds and waste and litter and rubbish. And sometimes what happens is at the end of a day where you've caught nothing, you spend longer cleaning your nets because what you have caught is the rubbish. And so, the, fi- the nets needed to be cleaned, not from fish. They were hoping to have caught them, but they didn't. But from the stuff that reminded them of the fruitless night they had just had. So first thought today is, is, is around that, cleaning our nets. They would spend all night caught nothing. They were done with work for the day. Perhaps they were downhearted because they'd caught nothing. But they were still cleaning the nets because there is always another night. And perhaps, maybe, just maybe, they might catch some fish the next night. So cleaning their nets was an act of hope in the face of disappointment. I want to say that again. Cleaning nets is an act of hope in the face of disappointment. It was the final act of a disappointing day, but it showed that they had hope for tomorrow. Here are these men doing the last things they need to do before they go home to rest. And Jesus steps in and says to them, uh, let's go. Let's, let's do some ministry together. Here's a ministry moment, a kingdom moment. He doesn't s- step in with a promise that there's going to be a big catch. Instead, he just offers them an opportunity to be involved in what he's doing. He asked them if they would mind doing a bit more work, never promising them anything in return for it. And I think this is how God does it often. You see, there are times when we've come to an end of a hard day, a hard week, a hard season, And we've put things away. We're trying to remove some stuff from us that we picked up along the way just so that we can go to sleep now and step into tomorrow without all the baggage and stench of what has happened. Perhaps you've gone through a season where you perhaps hoped for one thing. You'd set your heart on catching one thing, a promotion, a fiance, a breakthrough, a healing. Perhaps just a phone call from a family member who you haven't seen in so long. And you've put all your emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical strength into trying to catch that one thing. And at the end of the day, like these fishermen, you've had to dock your effort, your boats, and you're trying to clean out what you perhaps caught instead of that thing that you hoped for. Perhaps you caught offense. Perhaps you're cleaning out unforgiveness. Perhaps you're cleaning out disappointment or doubt or fear. And you do it because you hope maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe this next season will bring what I didn't catch in this season. Cleaning out our nets is so important because if you try to catch fish with a full net, there is no space for the fish. If you've allowed your net to become full of rubbish, there is no way you'll catch what you need the most. This makes sense to fishermen because their livelihood depends on bringing in a fresh catch every day. But it isn't so obvious always to us. Sometimes we try and step into a new relationship with a heart still clogged up with past hurts. Sometimes we try and enter into a job with offense from past leaders or past rejections, missed opportunities. And so what we need to do is we need to clean out our nets because we have hope. We have hope that, that tomorrow might be better than today, next week might be better than this week. And so when you clean out your nets, you are declaring, my hope is not dead. I believe that what's ahead is better than what's behind. But sometimes it's into these moments that Jesus steps in. Moments where we feel like we've got nothing left to give. Moments where, if we're honest, we would like someone to come alongside us and bless us. I'm sure that they wanted more than anything at that moment, they, what they wanted was someone to come along and offer to cook them a brunch. Maybe they wanted someone to share their catch with them. And moments where we feel like we should be the ones who get given something, God calls us to do something. It's almost as if God's saying, I know you need a handout, but would you mind giving me a hand? He calls you to partner with him in kingdom work, even though we might be in the process of putting everything away. And can I just say, never miss one of these invitations. Never ignore it. Yes, you might be tired. Yes, you might be weary, but never miss a moment where God invites you to be part of what he's doing. Because on the other end of that moment, where we choose to put God first, a miracle happens. The second thing I want to chat about is is just the idea of letting down your nets. Simon allows Jesus to get into the boat. I don't know how long he preached for. I know Jesus preached a long time. He had to preach. He had a knack for preaching for quite a while. We know that people would miss meals and all that kind of stuff. But let's just say at least it's a, it's not a thirty-minute sermon. Okay. So I wonder what was going on in Simon's head while the crowds were being captivated by Jesus' words. I wonder if he was kind of going, can I just please just get back home? Can I please just get back? I want to go sleep so that I'm ready for tonight. I wonder if he got distracted. I wonder if he started thinking about other things. But when Jesus was finished, he turns to Peter and says, go out into the deeper area of water and let down your nets. Now, here's the thing. This makes no logical sense. Number one, you're supposed to fish during the night, not the day. Number two, the nets were designed in such a way that you don't fish in the deep, but in the shallows, so that the fish could not escape below the bottom of the nets. And lastly, they just come from a night of catching nothing. So here's what Peter was saying. It's the wrong time, it's the wrong method, and it's the wrong water. His expertise in fishing was telling Peter, there are no fish, it's the wrong time of day, and we're doing it in the wrong way. What Peter knew was that this was all wrong. However, Jesus had spoken. Although he was a rabbi, Peter believed that his authority could extend beyond the platform. For the whole of the previous night, Peter had been doing what he knew and had caught nothing. He'd been operating according to the right way, the right place, and the right, uh, the right timing. And yet, in this moment, he chooses to do everything on the contrary of what he knew because it had come from Jesus. And so basically, Peter says, because you say so, Jesus, I will and he lets down his nets, and we know the end of it. He, he, the, he, he, it's the largest catch of fish that anyone has ever seen to the point where James and John have to bring their cleaned nets and help with the load. The thing is, though, the catch, the abundance, is not the end of the story. Lastly, Jesus says to them, hey, I know this is the greatest day of your life, but can you leave your nets? Can you leave them behind? And we know he offers them purpose and destiny. He says, from now on, you are going to be fishers of men. Your life is going to count more than just what you catch in a lake. Your life is going to count about the souls you encounter. And so in this passage, we see the disciples do three things with regards to their nets. The disciples are cleaning them in hope. They let them down in faith, and they leave them in obedience. They clean them in hope. They drop them in faith and they leave them in obedience. I wanna go back right to what we said in the beginning. If a net is one of the things that defines a fisherman's productivity and success, what in your life defines your productivity and your success? Maybe it's a gifting or an ability. Maybe it's a title or a position.